It's currently 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. The date is Wednesday, October 18th in the sixth year of the Age of the Blood Forest, and you are listening to KBFR. This is Blood Forest Radio. Guess what, listeners? It's that time of year again, when everything heats up for a dry California winter. Of course, if this were the before times, winter would be the rainiest time of year here in the Bay, but this is the age of the blood forest, where everything has been turned upside down. Black is white, right is left, frogs are toads. And what with a massive climactic disruption caused by spores choking the atmosphere, we can expect it to be as dry as a desert made of silica gel. So you know what that means? Water rationing! Yay! More details are on the way, but so far the City Council has announced the following rules. Number one, only serve water to guests when they ask for it. Number two, no watering gardens between the hours of 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. Number three, no libations for the dead between the hours of 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. Number four, no watering lawns. Number five, absolutely no unauthorized bath takery. Bath takery. Wonder who came up with that one. Anyway, here's some related news from intern Tammy who's been sticking out town hall all day. Given the hygiene riots of last year, which involved four men, three women, two and a half dogs, and one child, rumor has it that the city council is planning to turn the first-come, first-bathe system into a more fair and entertaining one. Here's hoping. We all remember what Gary Schilt did with that last half-dog before the BFRB stopped him, but we'd all rather forget. Jesus, leave it to Mother Nature to make water scarce when everyone's got a case of Niagara pits. On the bad days, I can smell the B.O. all the way from my impenetrable fortress on Telegraph Hill. It's like sour vinegar and pain with a side of onions. Now, some community news. The Little Rainbows Orphanage is holding a donation drive to support those children who've lost their families to the Blood Forest. They particularly need the following items. Fresh produce, toilet paper, blankets, clothing, picture books, and training weapons, particularly non-lethal ones like paintball guns and bamboo kendo swords. The director of the orphanage, Tabitha Chandrasekhar Goldberg, says, Remember, 
All children deserve a bright future, no matter how small, hungry, or feral. It takes a village to raise a child, so please, give generously, and maybe, one day, that child will help you. Oh, listeners, isn't that sweet? Makes me want to cry so hard, I vomit. You can drop off your donations at the Little Rainbow's Dropbox on the corner of Battery and Pine, or just bring them in person to the head volunteer at the Little Rainbow's Orphanage, who, I don't need to remind you, is that holier-than-thou, white bread, square-jawed, stupid, handsome bastard, Brad. The asshole isn't content with just being the head of the BFRB. He volunteers dozens of hours every week, helping the less fortunate, like children and animals and the horrendously maimed. Believe me, the only reason why people help others is to make themselves look good. And I'm sure Brad just loves the adulation you little sheep give him. He probably just lies in bed at night, jerking off to all the hero worship you bestow upon him. Brad. Oh, looks like Tammy's got more info on the town hall meeting. The Public Health and Entertainment Committee has emerged from their seclusion with what looks like a hamster wheel big enough for a dachshund to use, modified into a massive bingo roller. Alcalde Ortega has announced that the names of all registered citizens have been placed inside. Luck will decide who will shower and who will bathe in the freezing ocean. A murmur rises in the crowd, but with the clench of Alcalde Ortega's jaw, they go quiet. The lights shut off. Her wrinkles are black in the beam of a spotlight. She scans the crowd, eyes glimmering, as her mouth curls down at the edges. And when everything is still, she puts her hand to the crank and turns it. Ping pong balls, baseballs, tangerines, marbles and glass eyes, a veritable salad of circular things, begins to roll. Good notes, Tammy. If I ever paid you, I'd give you a raise. Only the Alcalde could make bingo this full of drama and ominous portent. And now, here are the recent scores in the Bay Area Professional-ish Baseball League. Oakland Athletics at San Francisco Seals, Oakland 5, San Francisco 7. Telegraph Avenue Hipsters at Alcatraz Bird Persons, Telegraph Avenue 4, Alcatraz 5 after 11 innings. San Francisco Giants at San Francisco Other Giants, Giants 31, Other Giants 1. And the final game, between the San Francisco Not Giants and the San Francisco Dodger haters, ended up being called after seven innings when DeAndre Morris, the Not Giants star catcher, hit the last ball over the right field wall into the bay, where it promptly drifted into the territory of the Blood Forest past the Third Avenue wall, and no one was willing to go over there and get it. The game, at the time, was tied at 5-5, and will be replayed tomorrow afternoon once we get more balls. So, what does this mean for the season standings? Well, in the Western Division, the Not Giants are in first place, half a game ahead of the Giants. Both teams have 24 wins this season, with their only defeats coming against each other. I firmly expect both teams to face each other in the Western Division Championship game, which will be a treat for all of us, since it's likely that catcher DeAndre Morris and the Not Giants will face the Giants' star pitcher, 
15-year-old sensation Naima Sajedi. As for the rest of the West, the Dodger haters currently stand in third place, two games ahead of the other Giants who have only won once, a 9-0 win over the Hipsters. This victory, I remind you, was a bit of a Pyrrhic one, because the game was a forfeit caused by the Hipsters only being able to field six players due to an outbreak of athlete's throat. In the Eastern Division, it's neck and neck, with all four teams dead even in the standings. Expect a real pennant race. As for me, I have a feeling that the Bird Persons will finish first because of their right fielder, Consuelo Ortega, also known as La Abuelita Loquisima. She hasn't had a hit all season, but she has an on-base percentage of 860 due to the fact that she is a shriveled old woman who stands four feet tall and none of the opposing pitchers can throw low enough to hit her strike zone. The Bird Persons will be facing off against the Athletics tonight at their home stadium, AT&T Park, which is also the Athletics home stadium, as well as the home stadium of every team in the league because it is the only stadium in the Bay Area that has not been engulfed by the Blood Forest. Good luck, noble baseballists, and remember, the least bad team is the one who wins. Now, letters. This week, they're mostly complaints about my water tower, alleged water hoarding, blah blah blah, something about my razor wire looking nice in the sun. Well, to most of you guys, what you call hoarding, I call preparation. And so that one guy, pretty sure there's a commandment in one holy book or another against coveting thy neighbor's razor wire. Even if there isn't, that's weird, man. And speaking of weird, this letter. Dear Blood Forest Radio, I know hipsters have it big right now, but with the music, the health food, the beards, heck, even the chai in mason jars. But, and I don't mean to stereotype or label or whatever when I use this word, nerds are still around. Mind you, we don't have all the shows or music or video games we used to, so what's left is TRPGs. That stands for Tabletop Role-Playing Games, by the way. We've got Tales of Netherheim, Legend 14, Space Lords, and Uno so far. Anyway, we're planning a convention or other such gathering at a social nexus sometime this month, so if you want to come, we've always got an open chair. Bye. Ugh, no thanks. I wouldn't be caught dead outside of my beloved fortress, and I definitely wouldn't hang out with a bunch of nerds like you. And besides, Tales of Netherheim has been trashed since edition 7.5. I mean, they made Magelox so OP. Why would anyone bother playing another class when Magelox can cast both time control and healing spells? Prepare a combo of Time Cycle, Flames of the Elder Tide, and Rock Smash, and you can essentially create a stone prison with walls of infinity thickness in which the target creature takes 15 million d12 fire and squishing damage every round as long as the caster has taken the double spell feat and gets the tree elven specialty focus where you get a plus two bonus to mage craftery. Besides, Uno sucks ever since they nerfed skip and reverse cards. Tammy tells me that the winners of the first shower lottery have been declared. I don't even need to look at the first name because I know it's Brad. Wait, Tammy says it's not Brad. Then who? Oh, Skate. No surname once again, just skate. 
He entered stage right when his name was called, took the tangerine his name was written on, thanked City Councilman Wilmington Price in what sounded like Amharic, shook his hand, and began to peel the tangerine as he departed stage left. The Alcalde continues to turn the crank, and the crowd is still quiet, save for the winners approaching after him. Apparently, Skate's supposed to take a shower ticket from the pile, and not the tangerine, but I guess good citrus is hard to come by, whether it's been mashed up by a quartz fortune-telling crystal in a bowling ball or not. You do you, Skate. As for me, I'm not feeling particularly philosophical tonight, which I'm sure you're all relieved by, because nobody wants to hear me ramble for like a bajillion minutes about the transience of existence or something like that. Even if you all need to be reminded about how life is meaningless and the only consolation we have is the fact that one day we'll die and be released from the morass of agony and bullshit that is a pitiful, overrated nonsense called life. But unlike the rest of you, I have a tank that's brimming with life-nourishing liquid, a powerful diesel generator, a bottle of gin, and a big thing of lavender-scented bath soap that has my name on it. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to lie in a tub of hot, soapy water and laugh maniacally at all your pain. What's that, Tammy? You say that we need to use the water to irrigate crops? We don't need crops that badly, do we? You can't tell me what to do! You're not my real dad! Alright, fine. Do we still have that cask of whiskey? Good enough. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go take a hot whiskey bath. And remember, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm just saying... Good night. Blood Forest Radio is written by Ian P. Johnson and Daniel Lindsley and performed by Ian P. Johnson. Music for this episode was created by Tim and Derek Hammers. Have a question for us to use in the letter section? Send it to us at letters at bloodforestradio.com and we'll answer it. Probably. If we feel like it. Also, we have a Facebook now. Check it out at facebook.com slash bloodforestradio. The fear of the day is metrophobia, the fear of poetry. Mm-hmm.